Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Northerly Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton and Latham Anderson. We're teaming up to record episode 152 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is just before 11am on Thursday, the 1st of December. Thankfully, November is done. We've got a Bunbury at Northam today. Ascot and Esperance on Saturday. That'll warm the heart, Terry. Esperance on a Saturday. Mm. And our first Pinjarra meeting since August 18 on Sunday. So we're racing back in the Peel region this Sunday. And don't forget, BJ, to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And we've had a late scratching mm. for the, uh, the Monday Hotel. Mastermind Comp, Jordan Turner's a, a late out, but he will be available next week. So we were going to scramble for a grudge match. We thought, you know what, we'll just keep everyone waiting. We'll keep everyone waiting. So we're going to have a uh, a week off uh, off the Mastermind. I wish I had something ready to go. I was going to give you guys a head-to-head, but I've got nothing, <laughs> I got nothing in my mind. But uh, next week we'll have, uh, who is it, Sam White? Sam White, Sam White, and Jordan Turner, the yes. Sam White rule, and yeah. uh, and and Jordan Taylor. So we tried to get uh, Luke Knight late for a King's Revenge, uh, but uh, you're big on your King's Revenge this morning, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, does anyone remember this? I've, I've never ever heard of King's Revenge. Dear me, oh, if you're uh, if you're a backyard, cougar, I reckon Deck, you know, Deck and Chemery would have. He loved his backyard cougar. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, Deck and help us out. Yeah, he uh, would have been, <laughs> been a sook too. But, I reckon Big Edge to first slip and would say he didn't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> Come on, and, Dick. Um, so Luke was un, uh, unavailable, but yeah, so we're scrambling around. Unfortunately, we couldn't get anyone in at the uh, at the last minute, so we'll, we'll hold over our mastermind until next week, and it'll be Jordan Turner taking on a challenger in Sam White, a previous. Um, WA Racing Mastermind is Sam as well, the great man. Um, the wonderful world of Betfair. We just spoke about Betfair and our Winterbottom Stakes Day recap, and uh, um, but that's betfair.com.au. Terry, what's uh, when's your preview going up? Everyone's everyone's waiting. They're refreshing. Nah, well, you don't they're, want it at the moment. They're refreshing. They're on the hub. They want to know what's going on. I I wouldn't be following my my tips at the moment. So um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that as well. You follow people when they're in form, and I'm horribly out of form. So I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be following him in at the moment. But uh, the preview will be up uh, Friday if you want everything you can lay. That's, that's the best part about Betfair. You just jump on, grab me tips, and uh, you hit the pink button. Party's <laughs> on. Off we go. So. I, uh, think, I think people would like like just reading the nah, so reading the guru stuff. Yeah, no, I like reading Scotty's and Lathes, and even when people aren't going so well, and you, you get little bits and pieces out of it, or you see something they say, and you go, "I disagree with that," and you, yeah, you put all the pieces together. And I, um, we're we're really lucky at the moment with the quality of content we have um, in WR Racing, I reckon. So we better ask. What, what about you? Where, where can people find your stuff, Lathe? What's uh, what's happening in uh, uh, Lathe's mail? <laughs> it's a bit quiet at the moment, but yeah, <laughs> Lathe's mail on Mate, Facebook. You're on the you're on the one one mate just let them know <laughs> and instagram yeah if you just look up latho's mail on social media you should come across it that's um yeah, we're, nah, taking a little break from that terry and i we're a bit negative are we today terry, you just feel <laughs> it it's, it, it just grinds down on you like it's actually yeah it just grinds down well, on you after I, all but tried it, to be a hero on placid arc day and tip the card and didn't back a winner so yeah that sounds <laughs> that sounds familiar <laughs> uh terry and i just just discovered late that you are, uh, you've got a, you're part of the tipping panel on, uh, on mm. the ta- in uh, tab form. Is that right? Yeah, just doing a little gig for tab, uh, yeah, tab touch in the newspaper. So yeah. 
yeah, a little column next to Ernie Manning and Jay Rooney. That's but, um, the big dogs. But yeah, I wouldn't be looking there, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. No, no, I like, I like, <laughs> as a young fellow, I reckon going into the tab, I'd always have a look at what the three blokes tips like, listed in there. And I always, uh, yeah, I always I'd love to do that. Like, I wish it was my name up there one day. Was, like, when I'm talking, <laughs> when I was like 18. So that's awesome. I reckon that's, that's absolutely brilliant. It's very old school. It's yeah, like the it is, old yeah. fucking tab guide. My dad loves $2. it. $2.20. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm sure he would. The old two bucks 20 down there. And you get the big, the horse on the front. Oh, man, you used to have a rule. Oh, the horse on the front. That page that never wins. Never wins. You can't, win. you, can't win if you can't win if you're on the front page. I remember we were in, uh, this is a shit story, but I'm telling you now, but we were in um, Singapore. We got a trip through. I used to own a couple of Dunlops and uh, we had a trip and we went there and obviously you go to Singapore and most people would go to the shops or go do some sightseeing. We, fit, we just went to a taxi and said, horse racing, where horse racing is, oh, I'll take you. So he took us to... Um, to the track and, and there Crangy. was no horse. Yeah, Crown, I think it was Crangy actually. Yeah. And there was no um, horses. We're going, where are the horses? And they go, no, this is the only place you can bet. And we're like, oh, jeery, mate. So they got all the things up and everything anyway. And we really liked this horse called Talk to the Wall, one of my favourites back in the day. And um, we were very confused how to have a bet. And we tried to have, I think we tried to have a couple hundred each way over the, the tote pool there, right? And it's run second or third home beat us that day, right? We were in a place. It was about 450 a hole oh. across the totes or whatever, right? <laughs> And over there, they have little publications, and the one horse that they don't feature on, even though it was fifteen to one, was Talk to the Wall. All right, <laughs> it was in their their main publication. So I've gone up there, and as I say, we had two hundred each way. So we've gone up, and we thought we'll probably get eight hundred whatever back. Okay, roughly that much back. We got our two hundred back because the place started one dollar flat. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't make a cent on them. So we lost our win dividend and didn't make anything on the place dividend. We just got our money back because apparently everyone just backs whatever horse <laughs> is in the little publication. So fuck me. As I said, it was a poor story. I apologize for wasting everyone's time, but there you go. Was that Ike? It would have been Ike, yeah. Talk to the wall? Yeah. Ike. One of my favorites. Hom. That sounds like a, a George Daly horse. Was that, was that right? Hom? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it might have been a George yeah, Daly horse. Big unit. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, good on you, Laith. Um, so, but no, no doubt we'll be seeing more and more of uh, of Laith and Anderson on in the uh, WA racing landscape moving forward. But let's get moving on our Northerly Stakes Day preview. First things f- first, we'll do the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's Terry. Six metres. Six metres. Um, I didn't win the MSWA lottery either, by the way, in November, which is flattening. Like, Nicola, my partner, bought a ticket. She just thought – she genuinely thought it was all over. Like, you buy a ticket, you spend 100 bucks for a ticket. Like, yeah, it's all over. So, she genuinely I, couldn't believe it. I can see why you and Nicola yeah. are together. <laughs> she could not believe it that we did not – that we didn't get up. And I said – I said, Purist was a better chance two years ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> Witten's track. Oh, I, I said this morning um, yeah, that giddy, giddy up with Gareth and giddy up with Gareth and Pistol. Mm-hmm. I said this morning um, that oh, I don't want to have too much of a stab. But last time they raced at six metres, it was probably the most on pace day of the season. So mm. that's one thing to look at. Um, it's going to be hotter. It's going to be twenty nine, but we've got a bit of a southwesterly kicking in. So on speed early, it might fare up as the day goes on, as the field gets bigger. But I, I am mindful that we might get an on pace day, and I'm going to go into it. With that, with that mindset, it's more, it's more likely we get on pace than off pace day, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I was just looking at the last two meetings. 16 of the last 18 winners have all settled first half of the field or better. 16. Yeah, right. The only two yeah. to break it were Laced Up Heels and Tricks of the Trade. 
tricks of the trade, you could also argue settled midfield just got I was gonna say. shuffled back. Where did it, what did it pull it out of when it won the race? What's that? Sorry, have you heard the yeah, play? The call. What happened in that? What happened to Darren in the in the that's that's on the wildest calls I've heard. <laughs> tricks of the trade pulls it out of his tricks of the oh, trade. The railway call. Huh? Yeah. It wasn't his best, was it? What? What? <laughs> he said what? tricks of the trade about five times. Yeah, in a row, it's too. a real. I think he just wanted to like show everyone that he can like it's a bit of a tongue twister, and he just says, "Nah, no worries. Watch this. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade." Yeah. Yeah. No, there's going to be a big call, I reckon, when, um, yeah, for the Northerly, there'll be a big call. You'll make up for it. Yeah. I just wanted to um, mention about the irrigation last week. So they put 62 mil of water on Ascot last Saturday. And I'm remembering, remember messaging Terry, sorry, <clears throat> said last Saturday morning, and because the track after 8 a.m. was still a soft five. So interesting that they put so much water on it last Saturday. Um, and the track sort of, yeah, it just felt like it just had a bit more, a bit more juice in it. And it started off a soft, soft five, and then was upgraded to a good four. And I wonder whether um, that they're that they're going to be putting more water on it um, as the season has progressed, because perhaps it was a touch on the hard side to kick off the season. So I noticed that the um, the Saturday track at the moment is also rated a soft five. So perhaps in the lead up to the Saturday, on the Saturday morning, Brock is gonna be trying to ensure it's on the, the five side of four. And then as the day warms and, and that, that we, by the time race one kicks around, it's a four. So interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Pete Anthony, it's the man I consider the, the best track guru in regards to lanes and knowing where's playing best and blah, blah, blah. He reckons it's been, you were saying this morning, you reckon it's been playing um, basically a good three, three yeah. this season, which is, um mm. yeah, which is fascinating. So I don't mind. Like, I, I think I am missing to a degree just that hard Ascot rails good trust like and sort of when you're having a little tougher patch like just speed map a couple of horses like this should be out in front each way this should you know but i feel like it's hard to trust that at the moment just for the fact we are getting some dodgy inside lanes and, and things yeah. like that so it's a just added variables which well you can't quantify them you can't quantify you can't pre you can you can't guess basically what's going to occur in that sense so that that's that's been a pain but that's racing isn't it that's all right it's grass yes. soil Adjust as the day progresses, yeah. Jerry. That's what we like to say. <laughs> Same old track. <laughs> <laughs> the adjustments, the uh, the mid card adjustments, but um, yeah. So, uh, but also, I think that we have had some some sort of November rain, um, cold November rain, <laughs> <laughs> just a bit uh, which sort of, and also a new track manager who's just sort of finding finding his feet in the role, learning about the track, what it can and can't do. So, I think the track's only going to improve with with Brock's. Um, continued growth in the role so yeah um and looking forward to to seeing how it plays for the for the rest of the month and not not forgetting that we do have a four million dollar race coming up in april next year so um hopefully that the um yeah i think over over the ascot season as it progresses will will everyone will be getting a better handle on the best way to prepare the track um all right so let's get rolling eh? race one is the magic millions plate for the two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. Soaring Solo and Home James, they lock horns again after uh, Cornellering the uh, Crystal Slipper Stakes over the 1,100 metres two weeks ago. We've got a first starter from the Simon A camp with Troy Turner on board. Very rare that you see a um, Simon A and Troy Turner team up. A couple other first starters that uh, make um, that sort of have showed a little bit in trials in if I didn't have a dime and miss Rockjoy, but really it looks like Soaring Solo and Home James are the two that are going to um, have most 
people uh, has most people support leading into the opener there on Northeast Stakes Day. Laith, you don't mind your two rods, mate. What have what have you made of uh, of the Magic Millions plate the opener? Um, yeah, not too much interest to be honest. I think you, yeah, you're spot on. I think the two heading the market probably the two ones to beat, but. Um, of the first starters, I thought the Susan Olive trained horse, mm. Miss Rockjoy, hit the line quite well. Is um, it really like? Because I agree, and I, I think that's one we'll probably get to a back. Well, how annoying is it when they put an apprentice on the car? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seriously, with with the the jockeys that are available as well, like there's yeah, that really. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? They had Tarjon in the in the. Um, that's what the I trial found as well. So I was hoping go Taj, to a senior Taj, and get a two more and ride fifty four and a half as well. So, pardon me. So very odd sort of. Um, yeah, decision, because that was an eye-catching trial, wasn't it? Yeah. But the, the trial, like, how do you make form of it? Like, none mm. of them have raced, so it's no, a bit yeah, of a guessing game. It's going to be three back in the fence with Brandon on now it, as Exactly. Well. So, that's a, yep. geez, that's a very difficult spot to win for on, on, on debut, isn't it? So, yep. it's a fascinating weight swing between the two mm. favourites because it goes from the um, crystal slipper. The It's funny, the weight swings, obviously, three kilos to home James, so massively in home James's favour. Uh, the barrier draws massively in soaring solo's favour. Um, and you'd think the drop back to a thousand with the way they race massively, in, oh, not massively, but somewhat in soaring Solo's yeah. favour too. So, uh, but in saying that, if I, I think it comes down to if Home James gets the right back midfield, um, it can make use of the three kilo swing. It can probably win. Um, and if if not, soaring Solo lands in the first um, in the first few. I think it'll be extremely hard to get past, even with those three kilos. So it's got a, it's got a very sharp turn of foot, soaring yeah. Solo. Uh, we saw that in its. Yeah, uh, latest trial, and then Home James kind of put a neck on it on Soaring Solo and the Crystal Slipper, and then once it got balanced up and just sort of got the run probably told as well, being, yeah. being deep. So, yeah. Yeah. so I was keen on Home James on, on that occasion, but I was impressed with Soaring Solo's acceleration yeah. late. So um, I, I didn't mind. I, I know they've only been four hundred meter trials, but I thought if I didn't have a dime, um, nice and sharp, Lulu Luciani, mm-hmm. Jason Whiting. Uh, I think it can roll forward and, and run a race on debut. But, yeah, it does look like the um, home James soaring solo. Soaring solo is probably going to get the, the run from two and has to be the one to beat. What, what about market-wise? Is there any juice there? Uh, well, yeah, I, I was pretty happy taking on all the debutants. Generosity looked okay in its little yeah. trial. I think the reason Paddy's not on, my, my guess Wait, yeah, is, yeah. Um, yeah, just save himself because yeah. he's obviously – Wasting. was hard work yeah. to get to the 50. So having a ride in race one, so he's, he's three rides. He's probably got two to get his eye in, then he's got Amelia's. Um, so I think that's a good plan from the camp. Yep. Um, yep. But it might go well, but I just I marked them sort of about 3.30 each. I I rushed marked it. I think I should have soaring probably 20, 30, 40 cents shorter, to sure. be honest. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just think it comes down to luck in running between those two. At, so if you're getting 350 and 420, like it's it's very boring. But I don't think it's the worst back and save in a in a in one way or another, whichever way you you sort of want to go. Because um, yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised if one of those two isn't winning. Yeah, I was I, I literally marked them equal, but I I made that slight adjustment as well. On map. Yeah, yeah. Map. But um, for me, I. I Hopefully, I'm hoping Home James gets a bit, little bit of a wobble. Yeah, um, and same. Then that'll probably get me. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, race two is it's probably like sorry. Probably, it's, it's actually like now I think more about this race. Probably one of the races on the card. I actually feel really confident that one of those two will win it. And it's just not my style so much. Like bat saving three forty, backing four dollars. But it, it's probably a good little betting race in that sense. Like it's probably a good race. Oh, hang on, this looks simplistic. Mm. If we're if we get beaten by a first starter that's show, going to show more in a race, and we've seen the trial, so be it. We'll cop it. But like you're talking shell bells, ten bucks. It looked a battler. So anyway. 
Yeah, I think the more you look at this race, I think I think it's probably a better betting opportunity than we're probably. Um, and the the horses that are taking up percentage are um, dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, <laughs> nah, dog shit. But they're um, yeah, they haven't shown anywhere near as much as these two. They're, they're being they're being kept safe on just potential. Yeah, as they have to as well. Exactly. Exactly. Sugarwood, by the way, if you were backing Sugarwood, had blinkers on the trial dozen in the race, which is very interesting. Okay. Um, geez, it's good to get a guide on those. Um, Three horse, three and four horse trials. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gee, it's, wild. it's amazing how like, the one late spoke about that Sue Olive horse yeah. um, beating 20 over 400 metres comes out a week later and looks like a different horse over 1100. So it's just incredible yeah. racing. I think that's like another massive bunk, thing bunk for us to start. Yeah, it's, it's just trial. stood in the gate. Race yeah. experience is just everything and just the whole experience of getting out the gates as well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Race two is the Furphy plate for the three year olds over 1000 metres. Only the eight runners, but. Um, interesting little race. This Street Parade, who was scratched um, in the uh, at the, st- well, I think he got injured in the barriers. Actually, Street Parade prior to the Placid Art Stakes. Oh, that's but, yeah. hit its head on the on the barriers just before they were about to jump. So sensational late Jeez, scratching. That's how well I'm going. I forgot about it. <laughs> well, that <laughs> I was, was wondering why it was 35 days. Jesus Christ, Terry. Well, that was maybe Paris got scratched as well, and then Street Parade yep. got scratched. It was a wild old um, leading to the Placid Arc Stakes. But Aztec Ruler, very smart horse, missed the the Placid Arc, which was its target race, but it's it's back in action. Saloon Bar, well regarded from the Morton camp. It's it's resuming as well, and have a bit of time for Goddess of Giving from the Lulu Chiani camp. Again, teaming up with uh, his uh, old old partner there in Jason Whiting down the bottom, but um, only eight runners, but not a bad little lineup. Guru, yeah, it's a cracking little race. Um, it's guesswork. It really is guesswork. Um, Street Parade, if it holds the front, I suspect very hard with James McDonald to um, to to get past. But I mean, how because it's eleven hundred down to the thousand. How much pressure do they apply with DTA and maybe the great Hoyer from the widest gate? Um, so that's that's going to be a fascinating watch on its own. Aztec ruler, um, you, I feel like you've got to take it on. Yeah. Um, just at this point of its career, at this point of its campaign after the setbacks, um, if Stefan's got it going one hundred percent, it probably rains and probably wins on what we've seen thus far. But that's a lot of ifs in that, and, and that, and it's still because. Street Parade and Saloon Bar are pretty good horses, very, very good horses. So even if it's at its best, it's still, uh, you know, it's not a certainty. Um, then so I'm surprised. I thought Saloon Bar would just be favourite. Um, so I'm interested. I thought I was really defensive in marking at 360 and thinking, oh, I think it's good, but do I want to be on over 1,000? That mm-hmm. was my one thing was with Saloon Bar. But, um, and then Hang Glider, the horse it beat at Mount, couldn't win at Mount Barker. Insane, I think the Mount Barker track was a bit sloppy. So. <laughs> um, did you watch like, Mount Barker, Lane? I did, yes. That was wild. Absolutely. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my only had a big crack bottom eco, took the four or five bucks or whatever. It starts 220. He sits deep the trip. Just everything I type, every time I back whiting, I should never back Jason Whiting. He sits three deep the trip on him, and then he just, they, they loom like it's all over, and they just, Runs. Fuck, I'm sounding like a disgruntled no, <laughs> on, Sounds all too familiar. Hang on. How did the, they the, get beaten, though? The, the interesting, thing, the interesting thing is that I reckon Terry might be backing a whiting runner in this race. <laughs> well, I'm not necessarily, but I, I really I, – I, there was an air of – uh, authority, confidence. Do you watch his trials? A little look around, the little. I reckon it's come back, and the reason they rushed it into the size, I think they probably had a big opinion of it then. Yeah. My feel is it's going to be best over fourteen hundred. Um, the thousand might be too short, but if the pressure comes across, this is, uh, and DCA this is got great lawyer, giving, by the way. Street Parade has a lot of weight to carry, and if, if from four, he can probably he'll probably be near last, but he probably won't be far off him. 
Um, if you can tuck up, get the right run. I, yeah, I think each way. I, I was sort of six, seven dollars. Goddess of giving. I was three sixty saloon, but I was favourite street parade. But yeah, I, I'm surprised it's favourite. It's it's a fascinating race from a market point of view. I, yeah, maybe Goddess of giving each way, but I can also see why you back saloon bar at the current price. To be honest, life. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Um, Aztec rule, I just knew I wouldn't find off the, um, I think the hoof abscess it had. It'll yeah. be this week's. If you do like Aztec rule, it'll be this week's Drifter. Well, better Merit Velvet Queen type story. Exactly. I, I don't think it'll have the success. So in saying that, I didn't think those two were going to have success either, in all fairness. But um, you'd 100% wait, wouldn't you, if you were yeah. like Aztec ruler? Yeah. Yeah. I'll wait, be waiting for sure anyway. I think I had Saloon, but yeah, I got Saloon Bar on top at 370. Mm -hmm. um, but again, not too keen like the races yeah it's tricky like you say they're all coming from alternate form lines so a bit of guessing involved mm -hmm. so this this race is a, is a bit of a mini lead up to there's a west speed platinum race day in two weeks time and there's a hundred twenty five thousand dollar three-year-old pat's got sass win that last year yes. with jade sitting three yeah. deep no cover the trip. that's the race yeah so so uh, a, lot, a moral beaten that day a lot of these horses will uh will push on to seduce that me seduce me yeah fuck me yeah. <laughs> and how does Key Trade? I know this is completely unrelated. Yep. You, I declared Key Trade all over two starts ago, gets the perfect run, falls into third, comes out last. That that sums up November. It <laughs> <laughs> sums up November. You are kidding me. Because I've always said racing, and when you're in good nick, you're timing shit so well. You're timing things like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're on it. And sometimes that's just luck, but you're timing when they're going to have that peak performance and when that's going to occur. And. Anyway, I feel like yeah. they're, just, they're just not coming out of the middle. Using an old gun and old gun and more. What's that, a slazzy <laughs> Using an old slazzy to BJ. That hasn't, been, <laughs> that hasn't been knocked in. It's just like a toothpick. Those West Speed races give me the shits for that very reason. You yeah. find one, they don't win, and then they yeah. come out and win next up. It's like the old- um, it's, it's like when, when Halatorium's ready to win, and then it just yeah. gets out. <laughs> see, you see when you start a favourite. I think Pete tipped it late. He moves the Betfair market with his tips a bit late. And- um, yeah, that was if we got out. That was Pikey yeah. said it was. It was all, it was over. all over. Yeah, it yeah. was red or over. So that's just that. Just that's another thing that sums up November. Fuck me, dead. It was a tough day, wasn't it? Eliminate was a tough watch as well. Eliminate, yeah. In all fairness, and I said this after the race. I said eliminate. Tash is a very good jockey, but Damien Oliver's a better jockey, and yeah. that's what it sort of came down to. Is we're backing a sit and sprinter with a a reasonable hoop on it. Um, it's very, a lot needs to go right, and I knew that, but I just thought I was fucking owed it. Were you, stage okay. We went walking off Ascot last Saturday, like were you were you a little bit broken with the with what with the proceedings? Like it just feels like that was the. Uh, it was just such a yeah such a tough tough Def day. Definitely defeated. That's for sure. I saw you after kissing all four cheeks. <laughs> understandably defeated as well. So, yeah. I actually had something on the last winner, which sort of saved yeah, I me. Saw that, yeah. I was, and I felt like I'd won anything. Like yeah. I felt like I'd, and I'd probably carry on more than I should have, but I just, I just think it was more relief of like, hang on, a horse can come first. <laughs> this is a possibility. And I'm like, and I think it's important we talk about when we're doing our ass. Like I think often people just want to tell you when they're winning and stuff. I think I carry on more when I'm doing my ass because it's it, it's important to know that you do do your ass, but that's all part of the game. Like if you didn't, then we'd- yeah. uh, It's hard. Yeah, that's it's, the thing. it's, it's hard. hard. You've got to get like, I reckon one of the biggest strengths in punning is getting good at losing, hey? Yeah. It's like being yeah. good at losing and just going, all right. Or realizing when you're not seeing as well as you should be. And yeah, I don't know, just, just going with it. So, but fuck, I get pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see, uh, good to see, uh, uh, sort of bounce off Ascot mm. after Dom to shoot one last Saturday. Oh bit dear, of, bit, of, bit of momentum. Mate, Dom to shoot all up, all up Tunisia. That was my problem. So. <laughs> uh, for me, in this this race, um, 
Oh, did you say that you you guys didn't think that hang glider would lead? Because if he doesn't lead, then that almost helps Saloon Bar even more, I think. Um, yeah. Gets a bit of street parade, comes across, leads, maybe. Um, street parade's not – one thing about it, remember it's quick, but it's not super, super quick. So if they're real intent, like Great Hoyer pinged it like winks. If if James McDonald goes into the with the mindset that, oh, if I get pressured, I'll just sit. Yeah. And then it changes the race and you're talking, you've got crap out in front, DTA and the Great Hoyer <coughs> out in front. And you're yeah. going, laying on, that brings – well, depends who gets the right run, I guess, yeah. into it. So, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I think this that wobble in the market for Saloon Bar, I've, I've marked him favourite, that 454 40 type. Uh, I think that's, I, I tend to think he'll firm from there. Um, yeah. So, remember how big a boom? I'm just so surprised. I thought, as I said, it's, it's funny when you mark one, like I marked, as I said, I'm three, so we're all about the same price. Mm. And I thought I was being really harsh on Saloon Bar. Mm. So, it's often quite a, Quite a push, so yeah. Well, I mean, he he I feel like we're helping each other here to get to Saloon Bar. He ran into <laughs> a um handy little horse by the name of Santorio last start, and um, probably should have got the race on protest hashtag Perth Stewards. But um, and then it was a lot, oh, well, maybe I don't know, the jury's sort of out, but um, anyway, he's been sort of freshened up. Handy trial behind an open class sort of sprinter in separate. Um from two should get the right run, and I think I think he's he's the horse to beat for months. Does Richie Bell own separate a share in? I'm not sure. Did you hear the race call? No, I always oh, watch trials I just, just, Yeah, the, the class to the four was separate. I reckon he's got a share in it, hey? That's, or he's tried to back it in a trial. <laughs> you always know which one Richard does on the race. So no, it doesn't look like he's in the ownership. Yeah, but. he's probably a silent owner. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee he's got a share. Uh, final word on this race? Uh, yes, uh, saloon bar for me. Terry? Yeah, well, the plan for me was probably goddess of giving each way. I don't know, looking at current prices, maybe back, back both goddess and saloon. Cool. Yeah. All right. Race three. Interesting race. This one. It's the Crown Perth handicap over twenty one hundred meters. Latham is the Perth Cup winner in this rating sixty six plus. Only a month out from the uh, the big historic Perth Cup. Could well be. Full mm. brothers are truly great, and he's uh, he's in an upward trajectory at the moment. So. Yeah, he's he's the one to beat. That's for sure. Um, Dollar eighty five in tap touch at the moment. It's a bit skinny for me, but. Um, yeah, he does look hard to beat. Truly inspired, of course, Terry. Yeah, well, it was a truly inspired drift last start, wasn't there? Um, yeah. I think we were on yeah. here and like, as we said, we all, I think we all sort of tipped it, but it was 220 and we're going, well, that's not going to get me, bloody hell. And, yeah, we got – I think it hit 350 on the exchange late, um, which which was obviously a backable price. I don't know if we'll see the same type of drift here, but it, it's interesting in a 100% market. They've got a – because there's some reasonable horses well outside – the market. A Queen Aline is really progressive. She's seven yep. bucks. Kulth, I reckon, will improve second look at the WA. Yeah. And I think the wider gate. Kulth is going to jump out of the ground on Saturday. Yeah, I think Kulth will be like a massive run. improver. That's, yep, that's interesting. Uh, Mystery Island is always well backed. Acting God, I think, is a stayer. Um, it's just the barrier. Rock's Legacy is a really promising one. You got yep. Constant Dreaming is over 20 to 1. It won a WA Oaks, or no, it didn't win WA Oaks, did it? It won the. Natasha and the Natasha and the right. Ascot Thousand Guineas, I think. Yeah, and you got. I mean, even after that, like Chalk Slam set four deep. The triple last starts twenty one. So all I'm saying is this race has depth. Um, 
and, and it'd be interesting and, to see and numbers, Spire does numbers as well. Yeah. So there's potential traffic issues for Trillion There is. There's, there's no speed whatsoever in this. Um, I'll be having, on Betfair late, I'll be having fucking the smallest bet in the world on our Norman because it's going to lead in control. And since it's gone to Chrissy Willis, it's led eight races, won four of them. Um, this is probably a stretch and I'm forgiving it off nothing last start, but it'll, it will go around 200 to one. So I'll be having the smallest bet in the world, but I think I'm just going to play this race real simple, not have an early bet and hope I see $2.50 north for Truly Inspired because there are so many nice horses that there might be a little bit of money for. I think that's the way I'm going to go. I'm the same. Yeah, just the market will dictate what I do. Yeah. If it does start $1.80, then try and get it beaten. Yeah, and it's like you say, there's some really nice horses in this. Um, Queen Alina as well. I had a big query on how tractable it was, but then last start off the setback. That was Belmont just, though. I wonder if that is- Yeah, um, took the turn a little bit nicer, that's yeah, for sure. But followed, yeah, interesting. Because it usually drops a bit quite early, but yeah. it, it travelled into it quite nicely. That was so. a good win. Yeah, it was. It's a real yeah. good win. From the gate, it could be really important that Joey uses it a touch early mm-hmm. um, because there's not as much speed in this. Um, and it could be a huge advantage settling in like sort of fifth type thing. And it's- and as good as we know, truly inspired is Queenland is still pretty untapped. Yeah, that was interesting the other day with Quinalina settled closer. I think I was on Rare Encounter, the third horse, because I thought from Rare Encounter could have a map advantage. But Joey was um, well, actually who wrote it the other day, Chris Parner wrote it the other day from two, and was actually able to set, settle her closer than what uh, anticipated. So from five might be might be an opportunity for Queenland to settle in front of truly inspired and sort of try and you know get rolling into the race and. Make, mm. it, make it get past it. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a bet price for Truly Inspired. Um, but if we do, I'm, I'm with you, Laith and Terry, that that will be the way to go. But I really want to be on Coolth. I think it's going to be the forgotten run. I think it's going to get out. Like Brad Parnham going on, Baron Vorster from the low draw, which just <clears throat> which just didn't work for him the other day. Wrong part and of the track as well. The wrong part of the track. Exactly. Also, he dropped two rating points, but I, I actually don't think the run was – there was a it was a forgive run for mine so yeah checkered passage yeah well. i think i think he's a horse who likes to get outside heels and roll into the race so if maybe brad gets moving in the race with a bit of bit of momentum uh, especially if they go go slow then i can see Coolth being the horse to with the class to to provide the upset for mine so i'm uh, i'm i've got a strong leaning towards Coolth. oh i like that mm-hmm. each way yeah. plays heavy yeah. yeah yeah for sure i don't mind that yeah, I, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I again, I marked cool with about thirteen, fourteen dollars, like it is. But I sort of was hoping it was the one I found. Who knows? Maybe if Truly Inspired does jump a dollar ninety-two dollars in a hundred percent market, it, it's going to have to go out to something close to seventeen, eighteen dollars. It's just going to have to, like, unless Queen Atlanta gets out to fifteen dollars or something. So then you're back in. Yeah, I mean, well, Coolth was a five dollar fifty chance in a Balaclava, Balaclava Cup. Only two starts ago, and then was in a benchmark what eighty at Flemington on uh, I think that was Champions Day, and was beaten a length. I just feel like that that first run in WA will come forward significantly. I like him being drawn that wide apart. Maybe it could be three wide cover rolling into it. One last thing, Terry, before we move on for this race, Constant Dreaming, when she hit form her best form last prep as an autumn three year old. Uh, was able to be ridden forward. Do you think Lucy will will take this opportunity from two to go forward after getting caught in major traffic issues last start? Yeah, I think if they jump, I think they'll want to use the gate for sure. Yeah. Uh, far better horse with cover, but just behind sort of in fourth, fifth, sixth rather than in 15th. So, um, yeah, I, I would not talk anyone out of backing her. My, my concern with that is she's coming out of those that – that's very poor form references. Like, Phil's Danish is going all right, but the rest of my like fine romance and uh, – 
Oh, lots of battles, Miss America. It yeah. was a really, it's it's not hasn't produced a huge amount. So um, yeah, jury's still out. But I, it's funny, Clint off. Lucy on, I actually really like that mm. as well. Lucy on a stayer in that sense. So, um, yeah, it's this has got after the favour. It's got great depth. I heard, you, I heard you talking to Gareth this morning about what to do from a Perth Cup futures point of view with mm -hmm. truly, truly inspired. Um, and it was interesting the what you said about either bet now or um, never, never. Yeah, yeah. It's now or never. It's now or never. Um, yeah, obviously. You've got Alaskan God. Pure Devotion went poor enough the other day to not be too perturbed. There's not much else in the market. Nerf Bosk, I thought, at $15 if it continues. It's dropped the points to now get in on a Perth Cup near the minimum. Um, but obviously, Alaskan God will be super popular. But yeah, I, I think if Truly Inspired comes out and wins as it perhaps might by a length or two, then it's going to be $4.20 yep. all in um, after the race. And the vortex, then, then you can cheer vortex for, will be spent. And then you can cheer for Alaskan God later in the day to do a truly great and wait itself out of a Perth Cup. Mm. That was one of my greatest hard luck. <laughs> Guts in, truly great for the Perth Cup. It was even money all in. I think I had high single figures, low double figures, and it comes out at 35 to 1, wins at Kingston. So it had to carry the 60 and did they not? Yeah, they, and it went and sat deep the trip deep and got rid of yeah. Lip Nerf Boss. <laughs> Fuck, that gets even worse when I think about it now. And I, and I don't think Nerf Boss. Look at Bella. Bella can't believe it. <laughs> She's I, I was on Nerf Boss. Well, good on you, Bell. You're a hero. I don't think Nerf Boss has won a race since. Nah, he uh, tried his best last weekend, but he still couldn't did. do it. He certainly did. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking if there's going to be an upset, It'll be the uh, the visitor, Kulth, from the Tony and Calvin McAvoy yard. I like it. What's your roughy, Leith? Um, just hoping for a big dirty drift on Queen Elena. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yep. You might see it, right? Yep. Race four is the Amelia Park oh. Handicap over the 1,400 metres. This is a graduation one metro win. We just spoke in depth about the Cerise and White in race three in the form of Truly Inspired. The Cerise and White, Peter's Investments, colours will be worn by the favourite in this race as well. Number nine, category three, flashing late, just missed catching real danger. Um, when was that? That was three weeks ago, so 21 days between runs. Didn't mind the run, uh, the first up effort of not secret when resuming uh, two weeks ago. And then of course, uh, trade war. He just can't catch a break, can he, this fellow? But uh, ever consistent, tries hard, but just doesn't seem to be able to get over the line first. What do you make of this race, Lane? Yeah, quite like this one. Um, as Terry touched on, I think a couple of weeks ago with Castillo del Lago, um, horses like him in big screen, you really want to tag these type of horses because if you look at Castillo's last run, all the horses on its back pretty much ran in the money. Um, so I like last, not, six, last six starts basically exactly yeah so that's how I looked at this race and I think not secret from gate one can punch out tag it and from there I reckon can run a big race it was held up last start um, once it got out I thought it hit the line well enough very unlucky like you said with trade war so yeah not secret each way is probably my go I think I got it 490 Jeez, I don't need to say anything that's basically I reckon word for word what I was mm. going to say. I'm 480 and that was basically word for word I reckon what I was going to say. So I reckon if category three is close enough, it'll probably close and, and probably get it. So it's a great each way bet or it's a back not secret. So I don't want to save it 240. If we're saving category three, three bucks and that's okay. But yeah, the way Latham saw that race is basically how I see it. Yeah, the key for us with not secret is not letting balance get in front of us yeah. and being yeah. through, through the fence. Exactly. Um, Sean has to be aware of the race and aware of 
Castillo de Laga's ability to take him into the straight. Um, the Breeze will probably be something like Seminole Brave, who I think they'll be able to get out from and off and going. Um, and then not secret, just got to be tough and hope that Category 3 um, just doesn't get the right – because from where it's going to be yeah. running, it's going to need it's going to need a little bit of luck to win the race. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think there's three winning chances and one of them's Trade War. And I look, I, I, I hope it wins on its own for connections, but you're sort of happy to – you can't really jump into trade war with a huge amount of confidence. So it's the other two, not secrets of value. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I must say Steve Wolf has always really had a strong view of not secret, but he's just taken taken a bit of time to grow into himself and to mature um, and to strengthen up. And that trial leading into his first up run was super. He ran – he was just very unlucky first up, as you guys have touched on, and from one – if Sean can bounce him and not get crossed, follow Castillo de Lago. I think this is his his race, really. Um, category three is going to have to get back and get over the top of him and not secrets, no slouch. So if he gets sort of carted into the race and lets loose at the top of the straight, category three is going to have to run quite a good split to get over the top of him. So I think he's got to be in front for a long way and it's going to take a fair horse to get past him, I think. So. It's funny when you're having a – like a, I feel like one of my strengths in finding random winners, and this isn't a random winner at six, seven bucks, mm-hmm. um, is like mapping winners, right? And this is one of those. I feel like just recently, every time I mapped one that I think makes sense, that the map never eventuates that way. Or like, <laughs> this will be the day Castilla del Lago has gone at the top of the straight and the yeah. moving lines are placed to be. But you can't think like that. You can't think, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to, you definitely allow for yourself. I'm through the fence. I might be held up. I've got to allow for that in the price. But you can't just start thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get the, the break here or things aren't going to go my way so yep. yeah let's this race will be run exactly as Lath just mapped that <laughs> <laughs> very yep. good so i think we're all aligned here with, oh, not secret from one not secret from one i'd, I'd love to see three dollars category three to save which is very boring but yep. um what are we talking at the moment too short 240 yeah 240 okay what price did you guys have category three uh three but i was three bucks but i was willing to save on my price i'm i'm also marking lower percentage markets so the fact that Maybe I don't think I'm in the best form, which I've mentioned a thousand times. I'm also marking lower percentage markets. So to have a bet, it has to be more over the odds, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But there's situations like that where I'm like, okay, if I get my price um, when I've marked a low book, um, I'm happy to save. You're not going to get – like Category 3 is not one – I can mark one in the country, three bucks, it goes up 10. You know, I'm not going to mark a pike and yeah. Peter's one, three <laughs> bucks, it goes up five fifty or six bucks. So you've – take what you can get. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, not secret from one and uh, potential uh, Betfair drift there late. Hopefully, fingers crossed, category three for a saver. Um, okay. So, this is the time where we usually take a break for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. However, Geordie Turner, our carryover champion, he was a late out and uh, we scrambled around but couldn't quite get a replacement to, uh, to um, tackle Sam White for the Monday. So we're having a week off. Geordie Turner and Sam White will be back to lock horns on our Gold Rush episode next week. But um, if you do, with the with the warm weather and the um, the magnificent uh, summer that we've just moved into, if you get an opportunity, make sure that you drop in and see Ian Butchie O'Connor up there at the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899. I know for a fact that uh, former masterminds and WA Racing media moguls, Brittany Taylor, Lockie Taylor, Michael Heaton, Scotty Embry, they are all marching up to the Mundaring today. So I'm um, going to let loose with some uh, with some vouchers up at the Mundaring. So they're going up to visit 
Butchie and get the red carpet treatment, especially after Alma Herman uh, made a back-to-back wins at Mount Barker. So it might be a butchie shout up there uh, at the Mundaring uh, after the great Almaha man won for a good bunch of lads there at Mount Barker last Friday. But yes, it is, um, it's definitely Mundaring hotel weather. So this weekend, if you get an opportunity, drop in, say good day. We're back with race five, the Tab Touch Be Better at Life Handicap over 1,200 metres. This is a graduation. We've had a scratching here in number 11, Wuhan Warrior. So there is 12 runners. Boom horse, Carolee Rocks. Couldn't have been more impressive in its two victories to kick off its uh, campaign. But there is a little bit of depth in this race, and I'll be interested to hear from Latham Terry as to whether they're going to try and uh, play around the short price fave. He'll be back from gate 10 and be running on. Terry, want to take the reins here? Uh, yeah, first of all, how was the money for Wuhan Warrior midweek last start? It was... Um that was wild. It was like three fifty into two thirty. I thought it was going to be three fifty out to ten bucks. Yeah, sickos! It was incredible. Down to the thousands. Yeah. Anyway, it's in the market every start. Don't oh, it? I just yeah. I yeah. It's from the yeah, treasured man. star win back on it. Yeah, Maiden. on the wet track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it beat it by seven. Yeah, tell you what, it might be worth waiting and putting it away till the winter. I'd suggest, but um, yeah, fascinating race. I was uh, had a good little soup this morning because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, a few of the agencies were up at about eight, nine dollars. Uh, real danger, and um, the way it works, I, I need to wait for all the agencies to get up to, to have a bet, basically. And um, and uh, then one of them went up five bucks, and everyone corrected to five dollars, basically. So I couldn't get on, which was flattening because I thought real danger at near ten bucks each so, way was. So can you just explain? That process to the listeners, Terry. So oh, because there's a couple. So who was up? Who a was couple up of agencies. Yep. Uh, a couple of different betting agencies were up, but yep. none that the way I sort of the people I get on. So through. you you were holding fire until everyone went up. Yeah, and sports hope. bet's the key one because when yep. sports bet go up, everyone, all the main big bookies follow. So sports bet went up five dollars. Yeah, but everyone else was already up eight nine dollars, right. and I was I just thought, well, sports bet just tend to be pretty close to them anyway. Yep. And I thought, well, it goes up something near there. I'll send the text and we'll be on your beauty. But sports bet went up five bucks, so the eight nine dollars quickly became five it's 460 now or something so right. pretty quickly which was very disappointing it was probably the one i was probably most excited to be on especially because i could back it each way being an on speed runner for the day um but yeah the 460 i mean i'm gonna have to hope for a wobble i'm not too perturbed about that price or having a bet even at that price to be honest but um fascinating you Lath. i'm interested what your thoughts are. i thought carolee come back better she's come back Super. She looks like a really proper horse, but it's a different story winning from last on a Belmont track, which was suiting sweepers, or winning a class one at Ascot on a day again, which was suiting sweepers, to winning on a Saturday coming from near last in harder grades um, on a day where it might not be as easy to make ground. Like it's significantly more difficult. And she is the best horse here. I've got no doubt about that. But racing pattern just might mean it's it's really difficult to win. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know whether to mark a like odds on or three bucks. Yeah. So I just went 250, kept her safe. Um, yeah, as you said, I think she's a proper horse. Mm. Just going to have to be a good steer. But Geordie Turner, you can see he's riding with confidence on yeah. her. Like he knows she's pretty good. That's um, what happens when you win the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, my old favourite though, Noble Lawrence, he'll probably get me. No, I, I, was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering, I knew Latham came on just to get into one. It was Noble Lawrence. Change of trainer as well. It's gone to Jason Pateman. Yeah. So the thing about this horse, I just, I can't believe he's still racing in graduation 60 pluses. Like if you look back over his career, he's run second to Hot Zed. He ran second to Secret Plan when they cleared out that day. He beat Speedroom, start after that. 
Um, and then his fresh run earlier this year, actually, against this will test you and comes a time where he stood in the gates was just enormous. So I think he's a proper horse. He's now back with Jason Payton. Um, if they can get him somewhere near right, I think each way he'll run a huge race. Mm-hmm. Probably too. Uh, I'm guessing he'll probably be easy in the market too. Yeah. Um, like looking at the trainer, uh, the fact that there has been a couple of campaigns that haven't gone to plan. I, I, I reckon you'll Wait see. As well. I reckon you'll see a great little price for Nobel Lawrence if you get the right Nobel Lawrence. So don't know if I'll be following you in, but um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't talk you out of it as well. Do you always give Miss Vasari any? Can I ask you that? <clears throat> she's she's yeah. flying, Miss Vasari. You got it nine or ten bucks. Yeah. She's going well. I think she's coming out of better races than a few of these two, so. Yeah, if we get a nice fence, she can be three the fence and get the brakes. She can run a race, but at the end of the day, her name is Miss Vasari, which means she doesn't win, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a concern. But it's 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 a really it's a really nice race as well. Depending on the Queen's a three year old, it's all a rumour. The three year old's been dominating the older horses. Don't know if it's the right setup for either of those two though. Um, I think Colossal improves big time. I thought its last run was that was the horse mm, I was just about to mention. Looking for an good. easier race for Colossal. It's okay, going okay. Well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll try and get closer to the speed as well. I don't think they'll be as defensive from seven. Um, well, well, the category three was the the real. Um, Okay, sizzling so. uh, last 200 in that last race but Colossal's last 200 wasn't very far behind category yeah. 3 speed wise so he's building towards something he just needs to catch catch a bit of a break in running and I can mm-hmm. see Colossal giving this a shake um, what about Speedy Miss first I was about to touch first start on with Dion goes straight to the front and I actually, actually back to the last start for that very reason did you think it was going to get yeah. genius well, Crystal that. Dane set up Crystal, yeah. that's exactly what I wrote down it's Crystal, yeah. Crystal Dane take and, um, two the run was not too bad. She sort of yep. had a mouth wide open for a lot of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you reckon they lead just, just try and do it again? Yeah. Well. Yep. Back to 12, 14 to 12 as well. Exactly. Yeah. Just let her run along and yep. she'll, she'll give some cheek, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Did they, did they announce that? Or I suppose you didn't have to with its first start. No. no. He, he might not have known. Just the way Dion trains him, they must, because he's all just ping the lids. Yeah. Like he, the way he trains his horses, well, it might, they must just be conducive to being jets out of the barrier. You know what I mean? I was gonna, how, she how, ever, how do they manage that? Has she ever led before? Speedy nah, nah. Surely not. Nah. I was looking back. She'd raced in the breeze once, but never led. Yeah. It's funny listening to the call. Li- living, up to her, living, living up to her yeah. name. Yeah. I'm like, she's a <laughs> seven-year-old mare. She's never <laughs> <laughs> dead. The Pierces couldn't get her to, to get out the gates and be tractable. So, yeah, she will. You just know, like, and I don't mind that late having something on at a big price. You just you just know for D on the way his, his team's going at the moment. You know that she um, she's a massive champion. <laughs> she's just going to keep going. Yeah. He did. Like, it's, yeah, that's yeah, it. If, it's massive if the rail's chance. on. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. So, yeah, it's another, it's a, like, a lot of these Chris, races. Real, we're thinking real danger pushes forward again. Looks like yeah, that's, 100%. That's, that, that's its style now. Isn't yeah. It? I, I think let Speedy Miss go and just either breeze, yep. walk it. Um, if something's desperate to come across and then take a, take a sit. But um, no, I think it looks a, it's just racing really tough at the moment, real danger, really hard to get past. And the fact you're going to have real danger in the breeze or even leading if, if Speedy Miss doesn't, if it does revert to its old jumping ability. Um, yeah, it's just going to have to be a, a really good steer and a, a big run from from Carolee Rocks, who I'm sure can win the race. It's just that's the horse I'll take on it, Scott. Yeah, especially when you got recharge, just sat in black, the Republican. They're pretty slow. So. Mate, exactly right. You could get the wrong back there easily, couldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What What's the 
tipping point for Carolee Rock's punt price for you, Terry? Oh, it's, I'll have to see Patton on the day first. Yeah, if, if they're not making yeah. any ground, then they're well, – I'm $3.80, so I'm pretty defensive. Mm. I, I would have probably marked Real Danger favourite. I marked him equal favourites knowing that it probably wasn't all that important. But I also – yeah, I also just thought I'd be at $9 each. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got to pretend you never saw that price now, I guess. So, in saying that, I, I think the market – current market is fair on what we're seeing from Carolee Rocks. It's just, um, I just, you just, if you don't see they're not making any ground early doors straight away, you've got to be like, well, geez, this is, it's going to be awfully difficult. So these, they're the two, aren't they? It's real, it's Carolee Rocks last-ish real danger outside leader. If there's a third wheel for me, it's definitely going to be colossal double figures. That's the I, way I'm going to go. I reckon so. there's more wheels as well. Like I, I, I'm not discounting speed. You just keep going. I'm not discounting the best of Noble Lawrence. Um, the two three-year-olds, like there's these races are difficult, but there is, there's good scope for varying opinions, I reckon. So um, yeah, it's a shame this isn't a quaddy leg so you could provide a bit of value. Okay. All right, race six. Getting through this card, first leg of the quaddy. It is the Tour Edge Handicap, running 66 plus over the mile, the 1,600 metres. A lot of these horses uh, go around week in, week out in these type of races, so the form is well and truly established. I thought Zafira didn't have a lot of luck, though. Um, was unbeaten in its first prep for Simon A, but was very... Uh, was a touch plane first up, was okay, but then I thought it had no luck at all second up. No luck at all for Groundbreaker either when uh, we threw a couple of the boys throughout on the 1-1 pod, uh, Groundbreaker last start. But um, it's a pretty wide open affair. Terry, map-wise, what do you think um, What do you think this race is going to shape up like? I think um, special view, does it, does it lead them up? Should do, I think so. But they've looked like they've been pretty happy not to lead um, since it's changed yards. But I think they will naturally just go forward and, and take advantage of what looks a soft map. It's actually going to ask Lathy. It's a really interesting one because I reckon from 11, you're a groundbreaker and 12, you've got Zafira. Both horses have one leading or breezing. Mm. So say we get a day that is, it's not looking like massive off speed. Do one of those two or both of those two or do they pull the trigger or semi-pull the trigger? Do they come across looking for a spot? Do they just go groundbreaker camping the lids on its day and do they just say, right, let's go and take this on? Because that's that's when it's game on, I reckon, for a horse like groundbreaker. Yeah, absolutely. I had groundbreaker in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think if they go to the breeze, it's a huge chance. Um, and then Zafira, yeah, not too sure what to do with the Zafira at the moment. She was obviously very unlucky last mm-hmm. start. Um, the one that I think is probably going to go under the guard here and it's going to need a lot of luck is classic rogue i reckon it's absolutely flying i thought the trial was super held up the entire last start it would have to go back to last but if it can get the right tag into the race and they're making ground i'll have something on it it's a could, funny could one be any old in that sense because special views is going to be a likely leader and it's a, especially at ascot it's a stopper like yeah it's as well as it's going it, it is a bit of a it's just hasn't got an ascot record say zafira does look for a spot midfield chance it's posted deep no cover yeah that's when it turns into a race midfield cover or well, rearward with with a moving line so i'll have to classic rogue was luckless all last campaign wasn't it as well like you should have probably won another one or two in, yeah. in the city as well so um yeah hard to miss that first up run wasn't it yeah bolting and the trial before that was really good as well i thought yeah and in a race where not a lot of these horses like winning um maybe classic road could be a bit mad yeah don't mind that probably you'll see it's 27 where i'm looking here you'll see yeah say whatever you want like (laughs) it's one of those horses who doesn't like winning crescent city yes (laughs) looks i think pikey got it wrong last start he should have gone and looked for a spot just off from where above the peg was i think 
you're not going to win races with Crescent City snagging to last. It's a good run though, but yeah, it still does very good that. Run, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the I thought special view was big through. I don't cover boxing on the other day, but you're right. I've noticed that they haven't been as keen to to lead. So another thing that I another option I was kind of looking at is whether Groundbreaker comes across crosses and then Zafira comes across and sort of sits Crazy. outside leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zafira, it, I think tractability might be an issue with it as well. Some it looks like some days it doesn't get out the gates at all, and I don't think Carberry's going to want to cook a horse that's got a fair bit of potential working around him. So I think a lot of it will be how well it does get out the gates, while Groundbreaker, it might just be telling Steve, get forward, just get there, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's it's a really fascinating – it's a really hard race to bet in. Like I, I mark Zafira favourite, um, Crescent City second favourite, but they're on their mark price-wise. Like I'm, I'm not going to back Chai for us with the apprentice going on. I'm not going to back Rejuva King from that gate as well as I think it's going. Um, I just think it's a lot harder from from nine. Holy Ghost, I don't think carries weight. Megazone yeah. can probably win again with the way the map's <laughs> looking, but I'm not I'm not going to be following up on Megazone. Special view slightly above my price, but it's a non-in – yeah, the rest of them you struggle to have. Classic Oak was obviously huge. Groundbreaker's going to race forward, but um, it just looks like a race I'm going to lose in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I ended up having something on Groundbreaker the other day and just got absolutely roadblocked. I think it was our Norman who yeah, got, who got Groundbreaker and Constant Dreaming in the same race. Yeah, yeah. and who did I Dutch Groundbreaker? Because <laughs> that's November. That's another, there's so many ways I can describe November to you. That's one of them. Yeah, so we did. I I'm gonna follow up Groundbreaker at that at yeah. that price for sure. Mm-hmm. I think just the outside draw, just roll forward Stevie, either lead outside leader. I think it's ready ready to run a race in a in a funny race where nothing really jumps off the page. I think the best is Zafira is is quite exceptional. I think she had the Velvet Queens measure last prep and we saw what she could do fresh last week. Um Velvet Queen. And um yeah, so I'm thinking Groundbreaker at a price, but um, Zafira is the is the horse with the most winning chances in my market, most percentage winning chance in my market. So yep. yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't mind that. Witten's Irrigation and Design—they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7 is the Jungle Dawn Classic, the second leg of the uh, traditional feature, Phillies and Mares series. It's a listed race. 1,400 metres, set weights in, and penalties. A bit of the quality from the Jungle Mist has sort of peeled off. Um, I was into, it? Up into the, into the 14, sort of no Amasenis census and no um, <laughs> uh, Angelic Miss and a couple others. So really the 10 horse, um, this 10 horse field is Nine, a, isn't it? Nine. We're isn't not it? counting pennies, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes, Brad. Jokes. This 10 horse field is... Probably not lacking the real top end talent that we often associate with these mares races, but um, Vane Tempest is flying, isn't she? And really looks like she gets a chance from the low draw up to the fourteen hundred. Cinnamon Queen's trial really well um, for uh, for Hayden Ballantyne. She resumed. How's that? Uh, she resumed from that trial as oh, well. Incredible. Yeah. The four horses were a bit of merit. 
Casino 17, it was stiff. Pikey, before he owned yeah, uh, Halitorian, said he reckons he should have won the race. And Riverboat was super, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Took off that trial, so... Yeah, yeah, amazing trial reference, and Bernie survived from its previous trial's favourite later in the day. So, so the the first two home in the Jungle Mist, Snipperucci and uh, Baby Paris, don't progress to the fourteen. So the first two horses home after those two was Express Time in third and Real Grace in fourth, and so they move into the into the fourteen hundred. So I don't know. It sort of really really sets it up for a horse like Vain Tempest with a better draw. Um, to take advantage of that, sentimental queen resuming and and maybe a real grace, but I'm just a little bit of a fourteen hundred query with a real grace. I'm not sure what you guys think. That's the key to this mm. race. I think is a fourteen hundred. Like that's yep. the most crucial aspect to this horse race is the fourteen hundred. And I'm I'm with you with real grace. Like I thought she was pretty good the other day. Um, would have loved her to run third um, November, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think she's a, a query. The only time she's been over the fourteen hundred, in all fairness, she did have to breathe. Mm. And she ran third to two horses that are in form. Elsafina and Ginger Green, it was, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, look, I, I top by market, I, I found it pretty simple to get Sentimental Queen, a slight favourite over Vane Tempest, but they're both well, well, both well, they're both over my, my market. So uh, I felt pretty good about this race, to be honest. It's one, one of the races on the day I felt um, I'm not going to allow for a bad inside pad. If, if you're allowed, if that happens, so be it from barrier one and two, I'm probably in some strife. I'm just going to hope for a nice fair deck, but yeah. Um, I think Sentimental Queen is a uh, really good fresh horse too for Hayden. Her, her last two runs fresh have been super. And she was second to Billy and won a midweeker by three and a half before that. And Vane Tempest, the query was uh, with her was always going to be her tractability. And it looks like um, Ike has uh, sorted that out. She's racing extremely tractably. And the second thing was the 1400. But her last three goes over 13, 1400 have been a... 1.4 lengths off, Farn, uh, off Resort Man in a Farnley when she was deep the trip. Um, over 1,300 before that, she sat underneath horses with 60, got through and won well in a 66 plus. And mm. then prior to over 1,300, she got caught with deep with a ruler on board. He pushed forward to lead, got headed and kicked back again. So it's not too many issues for the 1,400 the way she's racing now. So just those two for me, real standout she pair. Just, she feels like she's a lot, yeah, a lot kinder. Early and middle, which gives her a lot more fuel late. Yeah, exactly. Right. Launching, launching behind Hot Zed, two starts ago, and then hit the line better than anything in the um, Jungle Mist. So, from I feel like this is just her race, Main Tempest. And a lot of time, Sandy yeah. Queen fresh. Yes. That's yeah. my big. That's my big thing. So um, we haven't touched on the top weight, Ginger Flyer. First up, mm. incredible. Preparation last time in work. Um, what do we make of those two trials? She's run fifth of six behind flying missile, and I thought she might elevate into that second trial behind Kementari, but there wasn't a lot. Didn't look like there was no, a lot there late. Time scale shook her off, so mm. I was a bit concerned about that. Went back and watched the trials from last prep, and I was like, maybe she just doesn't trial well. Yes, yeah, they weren't great like either. A, no, they were super. Were they? Well, they were good. Yeah, that's okay. like last prep. She trialed around Fanta, um, who came out and won. And I and thought they, they were, were significantly trials. they were they were significantly better trials last ah, prep. Yeah, the spree, so, yeah, yeah. So they were significantly better trials last prep than this prep. So I, I just thought like, uh, look, sometimes a horse. And we were talking about it. When your horse is in good form, you got I reckon just race them and, and win your aces and blah, blah, blah. And they did that with her. Um, whether she's in the same nick now, I don't, I don't think so of those two trials. So um, her best probably wins it, to be honest, but I don't think she's yeah, necessarily. That's, I went into the race thinking I would find her, but then after the trials, mm -hmm. I thought, nah, can't, yep. can't be having it. And it was easy to- She's well, well in the market, but I, I suppose that's sort of- it's respect yeah, it's on, for it, yeah. reputation yeah. and what she's and what she's, what she's put together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, she'll be a bit easy. I think the trials yeah. will, will deter people. And 
Um, yeah, it's just hard to have the rest. Pat's got sass above my price. Yeah. Uh, 15, I'm $11, Pat. I think she'll get got. I think with Vane and Sentimental Drawing 1 and 2, they're right there. You know, they're right there, ready yeah. to go. It's going to be very hard for Pat's got sass to hold them out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Penny's a field swooping late. <laughs> Penny's a field from last. Bang. See you later. Brad Bet. Brad Bet. Cartwheels. Gets the, the little fella out. And off he goes. He'll be, he'll be pretty excited. You'll see some Brad tears, I reckon. So... Could be a big day for Brad Bett. Nah, hopefully she flashes home, runs third, and gets him some black top. Some black top. Yep, yep. Brad Bett and my uncle Pete in the ownership of Pennies of Field as well. So, um, so yeah, I think we're sort of we're all around the same playing around the same areas here with Vane Tempest and Sentimental uh, Queen first up in the Jungle Dawn Classic. So hopefully a couple of mares come, a couple of quality mares come out of. I don't know where they would come through some of the open class races, maybe to fill up the star starstruck and the Latrice, the third and fourth legs of their series. Because years gone by, like dance music, yeah. drop out of a railway. Uh, Carly's Karma was nommed and, and withdrawn. She yeah. would have been the the, the equivalent. So I take it Carly's going to the uh, Gold Rush. If she get, I honestly don't know if she gets a start. I don't know. Really? If I don't. I don't know if ninety five. She probably will, but yeah. she's going to be like. She'll be like 15, 16, 17, 18. You reckon? I did, I did this a week or so ago, so it's probably – and I did have Polelli in there, which I now know has gone home. Yeah. Um, but it's a slightly deeper gold rush than you realise. Okay. All right. We'll have to have a look at that. So, um, Jungle Dawn Classic, uh, their race seven on the program. To which way – so, Lath, which way were you? Uh, exact same. Vain Tempest, Sentiment of a Queen, had them cleared out in my market. Yeah. So Dutch save back one, or what are we thinking? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure yet. Mm. Probably back in so oh, Dutch if it if the market permits. Yeah, just yeah, it's a bit boring. I'm but yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I was initially thinking I was going to back sentimental queen and say vain. Now I'm more thinking the other way, which means I should just Dutch them. Just get sort of two dollars eighty of money for one of those two to win. I've probably marked it two twenty for one of the two to win. So you know, it's not exciting, but we're not fancy, but we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, race eight. Here we go. This is the big one. It's the group one. $1.5 million drum and golf northerly stakes um, for the weight for age over 1,800 metres. The first running of the northerly stakes previously known, well, has had a, a whole heap of different names this particular race but for quite for quite a long time i think it was 12 or 13 years it was the kingston town classic but the the race has been has been rebadged as the northerly stakes to honor the mighty fighting tiger northland what a um what a champion he was for not only on the track but also for west australian racing in general you got to remember that i guess it, well in my lifetime anyway there was Placid Arc, who went across to Victoria and won group ones, multiple group ones, and was the best horse in the country um, for two seasons, I suppose, in the, in, well, I suppose it was 86, 87, 88, around there. But we didn't, we haven't, we didn't really have a horse that could go over to Melbourne and, you know, and be dominant at weight for age in the in the classic middle distance range and it, for northerly to come across to, to to emerge from obscurity really i think he won a railway stakes at his fifth race start or something like that it was incredible um to go over there and just be just this dominant group one horse which is something we hadn't witnessed i suppose since aquanita i think aquanita was like early 60s 
from a West Australian point of view. And I think the beauty of the Northerly story was that he was West Australian bred, West Australian owned, and that he he wore the West Australian colours as well, the Oakland Park, uh, gold and black. And for him um, to be honoured um, with this group one and, um, you know, and it's just incredible and uh, it's tremendous for the uh, for the Fighting Tiger and for, for West Australian racing that one of our group ones honours our best horse, I think, and he's a, he's a Hall of Famer and he deserves his position as our as our greatest export so far, the mighty Northerly. So congratulations to Oakland Park and the Duncans and the Kersleys and everyone involved, and they've got a tremendous honour with the Northerly Stakes to be run this Saturday. So getting into the form of the race, We've got any Nordleys in here? Well, Cascadians are right. Yeah, Cascadians <laughs> are bloody good horses. I just want to apologise as well to someone. I um someone asked me a while ago, should I back it when they heard it was coming? And I, I just don't know the Eastern States form. So I said, oh, all I said is we got a couple of good three year olds that are going to head that way, and they tend to dominate the race. I didn't think, don't think they took the eleven bucks. Didn't listen to me, so just want to apologise to that person. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know the Eastern States form. And I saw it as well. It's one five point six million. I thought I should know that. Horse, <laughs> did he? Did he ask you that during the month of November? He did, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. November, honestly. What a month. What a month. I usually love November as well. Cascadia, fuck, fuck it's, it's, it's great. The Godolphin support our Pinnacles Racing Carnival as much as they do and, and consistently have done. And a horse, the calibre of Cascadia, 5.6 million, 10 wins, 43 starts, a just a rolled gold group one horse, um, I just wish James Cummings would say more in his interviews so we knew more about the horse. I wish he'd keep going. I love listening to James Cummings. Uh, I don't. You don't? No. Really? That's fluff, I reckon. Mate, you're a hard man to please. Very yeah. hard man to please. I was talking last what, what week. Are you, we were discussing what, it last what night. Do he, you want? Like, he says a lot without saying anything, which is fine. I'm, I'm being harsh. This is something you should say in a private conversation on the podcast, I reckon. <laughs> that sounds like I'm, I'm actually being harsh. It's unnecessary. So hang on, you're, I was going you to like, try and get him on today. You don't well. like trainers saying little. You don't like them rolling out cliches, <laughs> and then you don't like them talking too just, much. So what do you? Like what, do you <laughs> well, like Mitch, what do you? Mitch, Mitch he just tells you. He just he just declares, or he, he just doesn't, or he just I don't know. Nah, it's, it's he's good. He's been he's been great for the carnival. I, I really um I love them coming over. So it's tremendous. I, I love him, I love them coming over. <laughs> <laughs> How is it though? We don't, we don't see many 117 riders. <laughs> Isn't Rare. that that's something, isn't it? Rare. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, 117. That's something. I think James Cummings is a tremendous ambassador for racing. No, he is. I know he's got. I know he's got probably the best gig in racing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like that is a that is. But he oh. for him to be. Can we delete what I just said. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I just it's, I wasn't actually trying to poverty him. I just. No, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Thank you, Lake. <laughs> I needed that. Yeah, yeah. but he's. He gets a microphone put in front of him. He's not West Australian. He doesn't know anything about yeah. the – well, he, he, he shouldn't um, be in-depth with his understanding of the our feature race and all that, but he is. Like, he's well-versed. I was well impressed with that. He actually said, well, obviously, the 1,800-metre start the war. I was like, geez, that's impressive that you know that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you – because that's, yeah, little bits and pieces like that you wouldn't um, – you wouldn't expect him to just be able to roll off the tongue. But, and um, to be in charge of an operation that large mm. and with that scope and still be plugged in, uh, I'm really impressed by him actually. Mm. But um, but um, anyway, Cascadian, <laughs> tremendous horse. It's a, it's it's great that he's that he's here. Wish that more horses of, of his calibre would come across and, and contest this race and hopefully that is something that we can build on in time to come. But as Terry mentioned, this has been historically 
just a race out of the box for our best three-year-olds. Their record is second to none. And we've got Amelia's Jewel, the filly, the WA Guineas winner, 50kgs, Paddy Carberry, and Bustler with Mr. Northerly himself, Stephen Parnham. He's won four of these. He's going for his fifth win in this particular race. Um, he's, and he's, I think, three of them were on three-year-olds as well. Uh, Stevie with, uh, what's he won on? Playing God, Ips, It's a Him, and KC. So... Bustler, they ran one-two in the Guineas. He tasted defeat for the first time by Emilia's Jewel. Um, when was that? Two weeks ago. He's on the 52 kg. So both Stevie Parnham and Paddy Carberry have uh, been wasting for weeks now to ride these particular horses. Then we got the railway winner, Tricks of the Trade, who's going to have to do it tough from gate 16. The railway stakes equal second favourite, who popped a bit in that, it's, it's fair to say. Alaskan God, can he rebound? Um, who leads? Uh, should some of the, should Bad Wolf be in this race? <laughs> There's a lot of talking points. Um, Laith, you're our guest. You're here for a reason. Break down the northerly stakes for us, mate. Yeah, it's a fascinating one. Obviously, there's no um, speed in the race. So I had Bad Wolf searching rocks going to the top. I'm um, not exactly sure who will lead out of those two. Then I had Steinem, Treasured Star, likely tagging. Um, and then after that, it's a bit of a mess. Dom to shoot probably kicks up. Amelia's Jewel, you would think, would want to sit quite handy. Uh, won't want to get too far back on the fence. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really fascinating speed map race. Um, from that point of view, I think Cascadian's maybe a little bit short at the moment. Just, just want to see how the track's playing. If, yep. if making ground's difficult in a slow tempo 1800 and just his dry track record as well, it's not amazing. I know he runs quite well still on dry, but he's definitely better suited with a bit of give. So... Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I'm sort of with Terry with Amelia's Jewel. I, I don't think she's as good as what the boom suggests, but I've never said that. <laughs> <laughs> with with fifty kilos, she's going to be very hard to beat with the right run. I think. So are you? Are you? How are you measuring? So I don't think she's. Jewel? I don't think she's a hell of a lot better than our current three year olds. But the three year old crop is very good, so it's yeah. very hard to, um, yeah, to compare her to the older horses at the moment, but. You can't say that all the King's Men and St. Torio are much worse than they're like. If you swap the runs, you could swap the results. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Amen, sister. <laughs> are, you, are, we, are we falling into the trap of measuring, measuring her up against a horse like Arcady Queen, though, who was just a complete People are doing that during the week. Yeah. They, they can't be doing that, I don't think. But um, Not until she does it. She needs to come out and absolutely she- Spanker field. You know what? This field has, say Cascadian does get too far back or some of the travelling horses don't run their best races when they're here or it doesn't handle the, the good track. Like the way this race is set up and you've got the three form lines, you've got Over East um, and Steinem looks like its figures aren't competitive weight for age race but not willing to ride it off on speed. Um, Cascadian, so you've got the two East. You've got the railway horses who we, we're saying that was a very low ratings railway. So maybe the railway at weight for age, is gonna, it's going to be difficult just on, on the service for them to win. And then you've got the two three-year-olds. <laughs> Um, so if she lands through the fence, gets off, and similar run to she got in the um, what was the twelve hundred meter race? The Belgravia. Yeah. In the Belgravia, obviously it's a different race completely, but a similar type peel off and go with the fifty. Yeah, she's she's got the potential to win this by a couple of yeah, yeah. Like, she it's, could go like a rocket. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fascinating race. It's all about speed map. She's I've got her as a slight favourite. She's on top for me. Um, I, I'm not going to back <laughs> her. I, I'm not going to back her at that price. I'm not going to back Cascade. If it's a massive off-pace, middle-of-the-deck day, then I might consider Cascade. If the rail's playing super through the fence, then might consider something Amelia's jewel. Like, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to find something like Steinem. I wanted to find something on mm. speed that could nick mm. it, but its its figures were just – and I had to rely on its figures without having yeah. East Estates knowledge. They just weren't that competitive. Um, Treasured Star, I think, runs a real big race. Alaskan God, I thought – was flat second up last campaign. It won, yes, it yeah. won, but it beat nothing. So maybe we say that was its flat run, and then it came out third up. It beat nothing third up, but it was just the way it won that race was yeah, a, exploded. So um, yeah, so Alaskan God, they're, they're the three. If you're looking for an each way play, maybe Steinem, Treasure Star, or Alaskan God, but. I, I do think one of the two favourites will win the race. And I'm, I genuinely think I'm not going to have a bet in a group one. And I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to it. I just like want to watch a group one and just soak it in. Mm. So yeah, I'm the exact same. Future's bet on Alaskan God, but won't, won't be betting on the day. Yeah. Yeah. I got something on Snowdome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully he runs a good race. <laughs> if, 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 a you, Jerry, if Tricks of the Trade drew six like it did in the railway. Mm hmm. Would you factor him in as a winning chance? Is the gate just the complete right off here? Yeah. He's going to have yeah. to come from behind or he's going to be casting Cascadian into yeah. it, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. If Tricks of the Trade wins this from six day and then Cole and Troy, they the next time we see their names in the race, we'll, it'll be Sir Colin Webster. And Sir <laughs> and they'll get Order of Australia medals. And yeah. It'll, it'll jump. It should jump 35 to one here. That's not a knock on the horse. I, I can't knock the horse. Well, they're going to be yeah. some big prices, isn't there? Because the Cascadian and Amelia's are going to be I, so short on Betfair. That's so. what I'm fascinated to see is because everyone wants to be on Cascadian, but everyone wants to be on Amelia's Jewel. Will, yeah. they, will one of them give? Will Will there be a – and if like, Amelia's Jewel was absolutely walloped in the guineas, like if if we get the big Amelia's Jewel prunes, do people start considering the 420 Cascadian? Or if we get the Cascadian move into 260, do people start considering a 390 Amelia's Jewel as a bet? So uh, I, I don't, to be honest, I, then, just, then, I just don't know. Then, I don't have a strong then, opinion. And then like, where does Bustler yeah. end up? Like he hasn't I'm happy up. taking Bustler on, to be honest. Um, just the barrier, I, I think, is is pretty cruel. And listening to their plan, it sounds difficult to yeah, follow the back I, of the horse they I've, want. I've heard, that, I've heard that plan. I think their plan should be. Bounce. So do I. If you one, race that one, cup, yeah. Get let, mm. let Sergio if, Rocks cross you. Yeah. Yeah, and just be there. Bang. If you end up breeze, no cover, yeah. no worries. You've got 52. Yeah. I just don't mind that so much. I, I, It's got good gate speed. I'd utilise it, try and get in a spot, and then hope something comes around. And, like well, Exactly what you just said. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. Yeah, so. especially with a lightweight. You're going to make advantage of that. Yeah. Well, exactly. it, yeah, I, I can't see how he's going to let down better than yep. Cascadian from, mm -hmm. from back there. What a pair in front of him. I even think with the softer tempo, not as high, potentially not as high pressure and from the better draw, I think that's going to suit Alaskan God. He can be called up uh, following maybe a treasured star who's, who's a horse we haven't spoken about yet. I thought her railway run was excellent. Probably the pick off. To yeah. Really, after um, the winner. So I think Alaskan building towards the 1800, not as searing. 1800 meter tempo, he can he can relax and get into a rhythm and have a heap of fuel left left late. And Danny, if Danny's got him right, I think you can see a top three finish from Alaskan God on Saturday. Yeah, correct. Um, but yeah, with the Bustler thing going back from from there, and I don't know if I don't know if that's the go. That's my gut feel. I think if if you posit if you can be positive on him in a race where it does look like they're going to go helter skelter, maybe. And as I said, Search Rocks comes across, gives you a bit of cover. All of a sudden, you're one one. With no weight on your back, 
and then launch from there, that that would be the recipe for success for mine. The big advantage Bus Labs is one of the better pre-planning tactical jockeys in the race as yep. well. Steve will have a sort of a plan with the map, and that's what Neville said earlier in the week, but Steve will sit down again, I'm sure, yeah. and I'd be surprised if he doesn't come up with that himself. So mm. just seeing Treasure Stars about 18s into 11s, so I'm, yep. I'm a little bit disappointed, to be honest, because that's the one I initially – I've got a, a basically a blanket rule. If Pikey goes up over your odds, you back him. Yeah. Just take it. You don't worry about it each way. And that's what I probably should have done probably earlier in the week, and I wish I – Acted on that now, but um, yeah, and really, his jewels actually at the three forty five. Yeah, bet fairs, bet price three twenty Cascadian, so it's one hundred and thirteen percent market. So it's already we're actually where we don't get the benefit of having a liquid market on Betfair mm. to discuss on the podcast, but we we aren't far from it. So you, you can probably say that's that's going to be something around your mark. You're going to get near twenty dollars each way. Alaska got if, mm. if that's the way you want to go. So um, if you're willing to bet outside the two favourites, you're gonna you're gonna get your price. All right. All right, the first running of the Northerly Stakes. Uh, as I said in the lead up, we've got a roll gold East Coast Group One horse in Cascadian who's done it for the last, at the highest level for the last two seasons. We've got Boom Philly, Amelia's Jewel. We've got Bustler, runner up in the WA Guineas, but took all before him prior to that. The Railway Stakes winner, Tricks of the Trade. The Derby winner in Alaskan God, the WA Guineas, last year's WA Guineas winner in Treasured Star. There's there's some quality there that um, that, that makes up this Group 1 Northerly Stakes, $1.5 million. So that is our preview done for that race. Moving on. Oh, actually, what time is it, Jerry? Uh, it's time for the Drummond. Did you watch the, them have a putt? Yes. Yeah, so trying to get it in? What? Scotty <laughs> Emery reckons he got one in off camera. Yeah. Always the way, isn't it? Holy <laughs> shit. Probably had 400 goes. Um, it is time. Who knocked it in? Donna. Maybe that, that'll be the Cornella, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to tip. I was going to tip the two that got it in. Donna and uh, 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 was it the Bad Wolf Connection? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yes. God has chosen Bad Wolf Quinella. Yeah. <laughs> that's your that's your go. Yeah, that would make, right. yeah. make up for November. That'll make up for many Novembers. <laughs> <laughs> they were the two that uh they got the uh got the hole in the uh on the pup out challenge yep. there at the barrier draw. Very but, impressive. Uh, very good. But you are right, BJ. It's time for the get out stakes, S T E A K S. Extremely popular. Get out mm. stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest real t- retail butcher shop in Perth. Located out at the Kenning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, champion bloke, he runs the show. Swing pass, say good day. Timmy and his team will give you uh, tremendous service, red carpet treatment out there at Market City Meets. So, congratulations to episode 151 Get Out Stakes winner, Richard Styles. That is his third win, Richard. He did so- it in, uh, what did he do it in? <laughs> <laughs> old harry yeah he did it in style <laughs> did uh richard dom to shoot uh was our winner of the last of the get out stakes last saturday and uh richard was nearest the pin there so he's moving on up the leaderboard the get out stakes leaderboard he actually asked let's him. promise it by 200 by episode 200 we'll have a leaderboard somewhere visual all right just off the top of your head who's is the goat still on top uh, what about um, Rod Perry? He's got quite a few. He's the name that comes to mind. I mean, yeah. he would have jagged four or five. Yeah, uh, the guru, Benny Armstrong as well. So, yeah, Benny's been a while uh, since Benny's David one. Not, I don't think Snicko, Sean Nichols even enters anymore. We need to get on to him the go. I think, yeah, once you've hit a certain level of greatness, you're just sort of um, 
you just sort of give it up. You think, oh, let everyone else have a sauce. <laughs> let everyone else have. I've already, yeah. I've had a fill up from, ever the, won, uh, from the bar. Never one. Still, still, still a maiden. Still, yeah, still a maiden. You'll break it in style though when you do, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon this could be the one actually while you're on. I've had a couple of sick beats, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We're like Cripper style sick beats yeah. in the Get Out Stakes. Oh, um, now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, it's race nine at Ascot. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who wins the last and a decimal winning margin. We love two decimal places. They give you the best chance to win. And Laith, we can't ever forget the Sam White rule, can we? We cannot. First in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. And, of course, we'll be catching up with the great Sam White next week when he takes on Geordie Turner when we return with our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Master One. Okay, race nine on Northerly Stakes Day is the $4 million Quokka Slot Race, April 15, 2023. Handicap over, it's a ratings 72 plus over the 1,200 metres. This isn't the Quokka, but it's a bit of an advertising opportunity for the Quokka Slot, April 15. Uh, what do we make of this race here, guys? We've got a few first uppers. Uh, Cash Away was stiff. Gemma's last start, Gemma's son, Hasn't had a lot of luck recently. A couple of horses returning from a freshen up as well. Bit of speed engaged as well, so the map's going to be interesting. Terry, what, how, what, what, what are you thinking here? Uh, this is a bit like our uh, opponent at 3am on Sunday morning. It's a bit messy. <laughs> bit Lionel. <laughs> a bit Lionel, this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I, I struggle. I marked this race too. So when I mark my races, I usually mark them to about 98%, which gives me lots of betting opportunities. I marked this to about 78% or something wild because I was lacking a huge amount of confidence. I, I agree with you with Gemma's son, BJ. I think mm. it's um, been luckless. Keeps dropping points. Uh, Brandon going on isn't the end of the world. I don't mind Brandon on a horse. I think they that settles forward. I think they can be aggressive from the gate. Um I'd love to not let Hibiscus Lady cross him, who can be – she may end up leading, but she yeah. can also be a little bit sloppy at the gates in a day. She's a bit hit and miss in that sense. So um, I think Gemma's son represents some type of value. He just, do you know what I mean? Is, he got another, is there a win in him? I don't know. That's the thing. I think Flying Missile looked like she was going well last night. She laid in badly. I don't know what happened there just for a stride or two, but – She'll get better with trip, but you'd think 59 and a half right on her sort of limit to win a race. Take, a fair, take a fair effort, wouldn't it, yeah, with that weight? Exactly right. Mm. I don't like can't be done off seven days in a gut buster, but definitely not impossible. Um, Brad Price? Brad Price, yeah, 3.30. 3.30. Definitely, 3.30, yeah, 3.30 in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> Ginger Green is racing well, but you'd think freshened up at the 1,200 and the 72-plus. Too good if, if Wolfie can do that. That's not for me. I'm not having time scale from the gate. Cashway has to be a risk at 1,200 metres. Uh, Bernier's survive will be popular, but I'm not convinced yet. Coming from last in a 72 plus, it's a pretty big ask, you know. But in saying that, it's a weakish 72 plus. And then I think Weapons and a run a, a really big race, but probably needs luck from three the fence. So I've got no idea. I just said every horse. Huh? Gemma oh, Sun. I like Gemma Sun. Yeah. 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 I'm the exact same. Oh, oh here we go. go. I've managed <laughs> to avoid the pain of Gemma Sun pretty much. So yeah, I'm going to sign up for it. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. I'd love to see Joining the chorus. I'd love for him. Joining the chorus. I'd love for him to lead. I don't think he will, but um, last time it led, well, basically it was when Taj was on earlier this prep and it pushed comes a time. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's the right sort of form reference. Horses simply do get down will, to a point where they drop enough points that they're in a mass. Now we're talking a 72 plus with 58. Will, yeah, will, unheard of. Will our man Tommy Johnston go again? He has to, doesn't he? 
But Gemma, Gemma, I think he does like him. So, yeah, yeah. that surprises like me. Session. That surprises me. Yeah, you got to. I'm too far committed now. It's too late. We just got to keep on punting. Yeah, yeah. But to, to be honest, good luck if you're having a quadrilla. You could uh, definitely go fairly, uh, fairly wide here. So, um, good finish. Very competitive finish today. It's a good competitive day's racing, to be honest. Gemma's son just looks like the bet stands out as the. Comfortably the best horse in the race. Yep. Finally draws a gate. Bit of bit of weight relief from Brandon going forward. He's he's he they want they've been wanting to go forward, but it just hasn't really worked out for them. So this is this How's is this, this is so an opportunity for Gemma. Talking weight relief. Gemma's son. What did I write down here? So Gemma's son from their last meeting and it finished alongside Flying Missile, who's close to favourite, second favourite. Gets, 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 gets six kilos mm-hmm. of flying missile. There was zero point one lengths between them 12 months ago, and Christy Bennett was on that day. So despite the claim, it still gets a six-kilo swing, um, and it gets three kilos on Can't Be Done, who is a really good form reference because what it did alongside Revit Up last week, um, it obviously gets the barrier swing, and it's that deep when it was sort of a length off Can't Be Done. So it's over, on, paper, it's over. <laughs> on paper, on <laughs> paper, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, I must admit I marked it favourite, and I surprised myself. I didn't really – but I did that last time and got it horribly wrong, but – it also sat deep the trip that day, so yeah, I don't know. Well, I feel, like, last, it's a, it's I feel last, like it's a losing bet, but it has to be the bet. Last five, it has to be last exactly. five gates: yeah. six, seven, nine, nine, eight. Jumps from two down in grade. Tick, tick, tick. Making sense. You reckon to they're, me. Already, they're already paying out. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Hello, December. Uh, <laughs> December's going to get off to an absolute flyer. Um, Jebba's son, yeah. United wins by three. Yeah, wins <laughs> by three. <laughs> Brandon Louie in the last light written matter the other week. Yes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's all we want, 100%. That, yeah. 100%. Painless too, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, all right. We finished the day on a high there. Gemma's son. Dang, yeah. Wind back the clock. Uh, D. Harrison, B. Louie. Um, gets, oh, gets, oh, <laughs> gets a bit of a guru strut up out, uh, out of Ascot Racecourse on Saturday. You heading out there? I'll be having a weekend off, I think. Uh, yeah, mate's, <laughs> mate's, mate's birthday and I need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, oh, I think, yeah, I probably will. This might be this might be my last hurrah at the carnival, I reckon. Oh. I, um, yeah, I've got plans for the gold rush. So I can't make it out of that one. But, yeah, I'm more likely than unlikely, but uh, I've got carnival fatigue. I must admit, the pull of J-Mac is pretty tempting. But. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But uh, I think the, the fatigue also comes from being out till two in the morning watching the soccer last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait till you get a couple of uh, wins on the board early. Like you might, <laughs> might make the late charge out to Ascot. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with our, uh, our best, our maddies and our ladies for Northern Stakes Day. Okay, listeners, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Northerly Stakes Day. Let's finish with a bit of enthusiasm on uh, on the one one, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, our guest, Latham Anderson. What's your Betfair best? Uh, I'm going to leave Terry with gusto. Come on for probably the best one. So I'm going to go with a bit of value. Noble Lawrence, a one by three each way bet, best bet of the day. Oh, that, that's great. That's great, Lath. That's what we needed. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. That's tremendous. Um, that was amazing. I mean it. That's great. I love a good value. Bit of 20 to 1 too about it, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That awesome. Well, geez, when that wins for you, everything's forgiven, isn't it? Exactly. Happy days. Um I could just get a Dutch, the two I said in the Jungle Dawn, Vain Tempest and Sentimental Queen. If we get near three bucks, the Dutch. 
I've marked the Dutch about 220. So it's not all that exciting, but it'll do me. Yeah. After I stopped Pure Devotion last week, I'll see if I can <laughs> stop two horses. <laughs> uh, race, my bet, fair best, is, comes up in race four, not secret. Gets the map, trailing uh, Castillo de Lago, pinches a march on category three and holds on for Sean McGrady and Steve Wolf. not secret. I hope you're right. Bet, fair best. Uh, madness. Madness. Um, I am going to go insane. It's fifty to one currently. It'll jump four hundred and eighty to one. I reckon. I'm going to we'll bad have, wolf. We'll have something on our Norman in the staying <laughs> race. Go to the front, and uh, it'll be decent at the nine hundred. I reckon, but we're going to be on regardless. <laughs> I'm going to feel like a winner <laughs> just for a short I, period. I feel of time. like our Norman's the sort of horse you're going to back. I've had. Su- I've got every I, start this prep. I have had a great. Um, I've got a yeah tremendous record with our Norman. I've been yeah. finding it, so I actually don't. Did think you find uh, the the three hundred one Chris Willis winner the other day? I went back afterwards. You always want to see like what's going no. on here. Did you see watch its trials? Are good, <laughs> like not bad at that, all. That and it's few runners that day were actually trialed quite well. Yeah, um, telling Gatter, I think. Yeah, 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 about that, yeah, actually. Yeah, but yeah, the, if you'd sat down and watched the trials, I reckon, and it's a pretty weak race. The favourite drew the widest. I reckon you probably would have marked it 20, 30, 40 to one. That's the thing. So, yeah. but how many horses are twenty? That I marked twenty, thirty to one that jump a hundreds. I have nothing on. So, anyway, I wonder if Richie Bell backed it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. For the trials, yeah. 300 to 1. Never looked like losing in the run. <laughs> Declared it at the 600. <laughs> Theory, mate. Laith, what was your Maddie, mate? Uh, race 6, classic rogue. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna, we'll double double mad here, the same race. Groundbreaker for me. Some agencies are madness prices at the moment. 21 plus. So, groundbreaker, rolling forward, Stevie P, cash me if you can. I'd love to hear if they had a collect with that one because hopefully they knew it was going well and um, you don't if yeah you don't let them go around it even if they're taking tote prices and you're two hundred to one like you don't let them go around that type of price eh? yeah it's going right that's the dream isn't it I heard really the, I heard the window. this is this is a common story when a rough result um, is like I heard the farrier had a hundred each way on it. <laughs> <laughs> From multiple sources, the the farrier of uh, what's it, Diorite? What was his name? Defiant Diorite. Defi- I don't know what Diorite, but Defiant Diorite. The the farrier. Congratulations, that hundred each way. They tell me that's the mail. Hot off the press. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is uh, all too much for me. Lay, um, lay of the day. Uh, Latham's lay. Uh, <sighs> not too keen. Maybe Bernier to survive in the last. I got that under the odds. So yeah. lay that one. Fuck, this is the segment everyone wants their horse to be yes, featured. the way this is going recently. Like, yeah. say my horse, say my horse. Uh, I'll go with Aztec Ruler. Keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Ginger Flyer first up. Um, it's my lay in the Jungle Dawn. So um, that's it for our Northern Stakes Day preview.